0: Right, guys, another episode for the Type One Lifting Podcast. I have a very, very interesting guest. I'm really excited to for this one. Uh, her name is Nicole Cowell. She's the owner of Liberté Lifestyles. How's everything going today?
1: I'm very well, thank you.
0: How are you? Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm, re- I'm really excited. I've been like waiting since the time we've connected to the to today. So just, just wanted to pick your brain. Um, yeah, well, hopefully it lives up to. Experience- Oh, it will. It will. I mean, if 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 other people don't like it, I know I'm going to like it, so that's yeah, all that matters, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so you're originally from Australia, so what made you come to move to Iowa? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so I'm uh, Australian, uh, hence the accent. Uh, we ha- left Australia about five years ago. Uh, my husband uh, originally got offered a job in Canada, so we transferred, moved to uh, just outside Toronto in Canada. Um, we were there for two years, and then he got another uh, transfer to the company's head office in uh, Iowa. So okay. my h- husband works in agriculture. So corn is uh, in Iowa everywhere. Yep. And hence, their headquarters is here, and uh, we've we moved here about three years ago. So yeah, we have been here three years now.
0: Yeah. So how how is it living in an I- Iowa? Oh, it was great. I know lots of people sort of wonder why
1: I'd want to live in Iowa when Australia is so nice and the weather is so great, especially being so cold here for a long part of the year. Yep. But uh, we really like it. It's, it's a good experience for us. I mean, I lived in Australia for you know, 39 years, so I've been there, done that, and it was a good opportunity to bring the family and experience the United States and then, you know, use it as a base to explore the US and other parts of the world because Australia is just so far from everywhere, yeah. so well, it was good to come here and, and uh, I mean, for my husband's work, it's a good opportunity. For my business, it's, you know, a huge market and a good opportunity, so it just sort of works. And Iowa itself, it's really safe The kids like it. We're super friendly. Iowa nice is, is a real thing, so, um, yeah, we're enjoying it so
0: far. So, no okay. Because apart from the weather, we're not. I prefer summer, but you know. Yeah, well, I, I I'm from a I live in Georgia right now. I'm originally from Massachusetts, so it is like stupid humid down here. it, it is. I, I mean, I kind of want, kind of Massachusetts weather, but not the winter time. Just like you know. Yeah.
1: I'll I'll take the summer, the
0: heat over the cold any day. Oh well, yeah, me too. Absolutely in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you you actually do CrossFit as well. When did you start doing CrossFit?
1: Uh, I started CrossFit uh, my when my son was one. Now he's just turned ten, so that makes it about nine years ago. Um, so I started. You know, anyone with young children knows that you just don't have a lot of time, and I just didn't have time to sort of go and do an hour sort of weight session and then thirty minutes of cardio. And I think CrossFit was just starting to sort of build a bit of a profile back then. And I had a girlfriend that asked me, you know, do you want to come along to a Intro session, so I went with her, um, and the coach immediately after that said, "You're just gonna love CrossFit; it really suits your personality." <laughs> and uh, I continued. She didn't, as it turned out, but um, but yeah, I did. I loved it. It was just um, it, it, initially it was purely just get exercise in in an hour, like, yeah, you know, high intensity, get it all done, and go home. And I guess it was probably. Uh, a year, so I was pregnant again within six months of starting, and then I trained all the way through with my daughter up to 39 weeks, and then had her. And then probably about a year when she was about a year old, I started to get competitive, I guess, and um, you know got on a regionals team with my crossfit box back in Australia, and then then I turned 40, and uh, now a masters athlete so sort of continue to evolve from there so yeah so nine years later we're still doing it and still enjoying it so which is good yeah
0: and you you said before you placed like 80th out of your age bracket a couple years back
1: yeah so i was uh just i've been in the 40 to 45 40 to 44 category for the last five years and my best placing uh was 80th a couple of years ago and uh now that's in the world uh so now I've just this year will be my first year in the 45 to 49 so it'll be sort of a a turning point being the young one in the next age bracket so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there and uh and uh, yeah I'm not probably I've taken a little bit of a step back I guess with my training I'm not quite training the volume that I was two or three years ago but uh still training and you know, uh, we'll see what happens with CrossFit in the Open this year, and and uh, see how I go. So
0: yeah. hopefully, I can stay injury free and yeah. Yeah, just do my best. I guess have some fun with it. Yeah. So so since how since COVID hit, what what has your been like training like? Did they? Sh- I don't I don't know what like happened in Iowa. Did they shut down a bunch of the gyms for like a long period of time? And no, are they still yeah. closed? Okay. Yeah.
1: So we shut down. Uh, I guess it was early March. Um, they and they shut down for. I guess it was until July when things started to reopen. So yeah, everything we just had to train at home. Uh, my husband and I were—we have—we had a few. We have a barbell and weights and a squat rack and things like that. We managed to run out and get an assault bike really quickly and a few more dumbbells. So we were uh, before the rush started. Uh, so we were pretty lucky there. We had a, a base and getting warmer. The weather was starting to get warmer at that time, so at least you can you know run outside and things like that. So, yeah. Uh, we were training at home it took a little bit of getting used to, uh, yeah, just even though it's just walk downstairs to the basement, you know how it is, it's sort of, when you're not in that zone, it was a little bit tricky to get started. But, and my gym was really good, like they, um, they published home workouts, so they modified uh, you know, workouts for what equipment people had at home mm-hmm. and they also allowed people to borrow equipment um, you know, from the gym during that time and I didn't need it because I had most of what they had but um it was good for some members to take advantage of that so yes we were at home for I guess it was a good four months and then July they've opened back up with um you know various controls with you know boxes on the floor and you know a certain number of people in each class which you have to book ahead for and control the equipment wiping down you know everything before you come in and after you Completed your workout so I think CrossFit compared to sort of more Globo gyms is much easier to control Yes. the environment mm-hmm. you know you can put all the equipment in a box and you say you're going to do this and you don't have to worry about people sort of moving around too much and you know touching things they're not supposed to so from that perspective it's been pretty good and uh, and uh, yeah so we've been back uh, for a couple of months now and it's been good it's good to get back See people again and interact and do all that. So, especially myself working from home, like I'm not, you know, I don't. And working for myself in a small business, you don't interact with a lot of people. So the gym was my social outlet. Mm So it was, uh, and an opportunity to get away from the children who are also at home, like permanently. So, yeah.
0: Awesome, and you also coach there too. So. What like what co- what kind of coaching style do you like? Do you do you are you like really like in the person's face like you know wishing them like you know come on keep it up keep it up or like what's your what's your style of coaching?
1: uh so I I'm probably better at smaller group coaches. I guess it's the nature of uh our coaching and the nature of the classes that I do. So I do a lot of daytime classes. So um and classes are sort of often smaller but that suits me like i like to get to know people i like to get to know what they're good at what they're not good at and i like i actually like to push people a little bit especially in their weights like i find a lot of people especially ladies can tend to uh you know not really try a weight that they're capable of and Mm -hmm. and, you know i watch them and i'm like well that was easy like you can you can do more than that and obviously with this caveat that it has to be done safely in good form etc but you know i really like to push people to you know lift a little bit more and you can do things that you're not didn't think you're capable of and and i i came through uh i mean I'm, I'm competitive at crossfit now but when i came through like i didn't nothing came easy to me you know it took me forever to get kipping pull-ups it took me forever to learn butterfly pull-ups it took me forever to learn toaster bar like things took a long time i'm not um don't have any sporting background outside of CrossFit, don't have any gymnastics background. Um, so I've I've been there, right? Like I've been at that place where everything's hard and I'm a female that is bottom heavy, so, you know, I know what it's like to have you know, compared to men, you don't have the upper body strength to be able to lift mm-hmm. you know, your legs and things. So I, I guess I, I, I sort of draw on that and, you know, give people tips because I've been there myself and and I've been able to come out the other end and master everything. So I'd not to say I still can't improve. But um, so, yeah, so I, you know, I just, I guess, like to get to know people and, and push them and make them feel like when they walk out that they've achieved something that I didn't think they could.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, do you think that with with females, they just stick with the kind of a lighter weight and they don't really want to go higher? Because do you think that they think they might get bulkier or whatnot from lifting the weights
1: Think there's probably a little bit of that. I just think uh, a, a, there's also this this a general lack of confidence. Yeah. In just not even knowing that you're capable of of, of doing that weight, or uh, and I, I think if you don't see yourself, and and I guess a coach can see somebody can see when that lift was easy, mm-hmm. like um, and I think a lot of people, not just in CrossFit, but even in a gym, they 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 don't sort of understand that it's supposed to be hard, it's supposed to be heavy, and uh, even though, you know, it is heavy, it, the fact that you can do that, like, eight times, it's not that heavy. Yeah. So they've sort of got to learn that that's normal, like, that that struggle is normal, and the, that struggle is what make will make you better, and that it's okay to fail, it's okay to try a back squat, and to, you know, to not be able to get out of the bottom, and to drop it off your back, and, mm-hmm. like, so you've got to learn that it's okay to do all those things, and... To push yourself, and I think a lot of people are, I think just afraid to push themselves because they've never done it. Yeah. Um, and and having a coach or a person that says, you know, what, you can do it. Like just try. It's okay. And then, you know, it is okay. And and I'm not even talking about, you know, really at that limit of list. I'm talking about something that they'll do, and it's still easy for them. Like mm-hmm. they just haven't even haven't even attempted it before. So. Um so yeah I think and and the same thing with like pull ups and you know like people who are doing pull ups with a band and eventually you just gotta get rid of the band, and yes, you're gonna be terrible for a while, but eventually you're gonna come out the other end of that and you're you're gonna be good like i I remember I used to do muscle ups with a false grip, and I did a um uh a gymnastic seminar and they were like get rid of the false grip. You can't keep properly with a false grip. Like you got to stop it. So we trained in this seminar, just for this one day dropping the false grip. And then I came back to tr- to regular training and and they were spotting you a little bit and it but it's harder without a false grip. Yeah. So I couldn't get them. Like I just and and then I sort of went back to my false group. I still couldn't get them. So I was in this no-man's land. And I said to myself, no, I'm not going to go back. I'm just going to keep trying and trying and trying without the false group. Mm-hmm. And so two weeks, I couldn't do any muscle-ups. You know, I'd go to my comp team training and there'd be a workout with like all these things and muscle at max muscle-ups at the end and everyone's yelling out their scores and I'm like zero. And you know that was embarrassing Like you because know, I could do them. And I was sort of – you know felt – bad for myself but at the end of those two weeks all of a sudden I got it and I've never looked back since right like, nice. I've got it so you yeah. sort of have to sometimes you know take that step back and take that hit on the leaderboard on the whiteboard that you know you know your scores not as good because you're you're working on a skill that uh, deliberately but eventually in a month or three months or whatever the time frame is you'll come out the other side and you'll be back up you know, up the top of that leaderboard because you've mastered that skill and I think sometimes being humble enough to you know take that step back and even though you know you don't you don't want to um is is good and I encourage people to do that sometimes because I'm, I've, I've done it myself
0: so. yeah Awesome! Very cool. So, what what program does your does your gym do? Do they do you say? I think you said – Do you say comp Train? Do they do? I used to follow comp Train
1: myself, Comtrain Masters, but our gym does. They do their own programming. Okay. So um, they've just found that that suits them better for you know you can program for your own members and, and have more control like that. So, yeah. Yeah, and that seems to work quite well.
0: Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And and so now since you've been like coaching CrossFit, so when did Liberté Lifestyle come about?
1: Uh. So I. I guess. Back when I was still in Australia, so I was training and um, wearing knee sleeves, and the only knee sleeves I had were these grey, you know, unattractive ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had all this, you know, cute workout gear and nice, a uh, nice, nice, uh, uh, yeah, clothing. Okay, sorry, my children. Oh, uh, like, it's okay. It's
0: okay. Uh,
1: and uh, but my knee sleeves are just. Like ugly, and then I had a, also had a girlfriend who was who was training with me, and she was small. Like, she, and she said she could never find these sleeves that actually fitted her; uh-huh. she just wear them. So I had this idea of sort of custom, fun these sleeves, and but at the time I, um, you know I was working full time in the corporate world, and I just sort of parked that in the back of my head. And then um, at, around that time, my husband was transferred to. Uh, to Canada, to Toronto. So we, so I quit my corporate job and uh, sort of, we moved the family over there. Uh, and we actually owned a gym at the time in Australia, which we were selling. So I said, well, I'm not going to look for another job until the gym's sold and we're all settled in in Toronto. So that all happened, and I guess then the the concept of the business started sort of bubbling away a little bit more. Uh, and we knew that there was a, some possibility that we might move to the United States, sort of in the future. So I was a little bit hesitant to go uh, back into the corporate world because of potentially moving. And and I, I I was in senior level corporate. You know, I was a general manager mm-hmm. back in Australia in construction. So these aren't jobs that you can take for six months or twelve months and then leave. So I, I just didn't feel comfortable sort of searching for a job that I knew that I potentially wouldn't be able to see through for a decent period of time and so I, you know, started working on the my sort of business idea and um, and just in the background, I guess, and we sold we sold our, our gym business and funnily enough, I actually applied to go on Australian Survivor because it's one of my dreams in life <laughs> is to go on the TV show Survivor. Yeah. I made it through to the, like, the third round of, like, a, um, sort of qualification process and flew back to Australia for that and uh, didn't didn't quite get on the show, like, got down to the final, sort of, 100 people, but didn't get on the show, and I guess that was another catalyst, It was like, okay, there's, if there's any time to, to do this business, it's now, and I came back, set up the company name, and it was all hands on deck from then, so, um, you know, I, I just sort of get know get started I think a lot of people have ideas and they'd like to have their own business Mm -hmm. and but never quite you know get over that hill because you can always sort of convince yourself to do something else but I really didn't have any barriers in front of me at that time so uh so yeah so it was uh knee sleeves and accessories for CrossFit and I guess because I was living and breathing CrossFit and I used these products myself I really wanted a business that I was my own customer, I guess, because that, you know, I guess I knew that I wanted these products and you hope that there are other people out there like you that would want these products and mm-hmm. I could test them myself and I had some, you know, friends that I could test them on and, um, you know, and develop the products with and, 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 and it just evolved from there. So, it just made sense. Um, my children were also uh, young still. So, my son... Uh, was in grade one, I think, or kindergarten. So I still had young children. So I still wanted that flexibility to, mm-hmm. you know, control my time. You know, being an entrepreneur and having your own business, you're still working. You're just working, you know, odd hours. But yeah. that suited us in our lifestyle at the time. Especially having moved the children across a country, across the world. Um, you know, it was a big and with ha- and not having any family nearby. Like we completely moved, and there's no no family support network for us. So. You know, we needed some me to have some availability of time for, for them, and uh, whilst my I guess, husband settled into his job as well. So, so yeah, so company was born from that. Um, so liberty means freedom in French, in France. So uh, we um, we our company in Australia when we had the gym was had had that same liberty, had the same word in it, and I've just sort of extended that to lifestyles mm-hmm. because the. The business is about fitness or crossfit accessories or weightlifting accessories but it's a lifestyle and it's and i guess i hoped when i set it up that it may sort of morph and grow beyond just accessories so i wanted something that sort of encompassed all of that freedom in our life and the freedom to have a business and to you know, do things and uh and you know the aspect of a lifestyle that CrossFit and fitness was for me and that, you know, hopefully would be, represent to other people as well, so.
0: Very cool. So, well, so how did you find, like, your manufacturer and st- stuff like that? So that- that's
1: all, you know, I guess research and there's a lot of, different websites and um, information out there that you can get in touch with suppliers and get samples and, and talk to them and, and, you know, I, you go through a process where, I mean, I'd already owned in Australia, like, Two or three different brands of knee nice sleeves just mm. through my own shopping, but then you know you go out further and do some more research and you know get uh, product from all the other competitors out there and, and and I so I have I've I have a MBA a masters in business so I you know know to do all the um, business plans and go through all those thought processes and things like that so um, but then it's just coming down to. Just talking to potential suppliers and uh, working out, you know, who's got a good, who's got a good product, but somebody that you can trust and you can relate to, and they can, you can explain what you're looking for, and uh, and you know, and, and develop as as the business goes along, and um, you know, and learn from as well. Because I didn't have a background in, I mean, apart from using fitness accessories, I you know, I didn't have a manufacturing or a design background necessarily. So yeah. You had to sort of learn all that as you went along. But,
0: yeah. yeah. So did you get it? Did you, did you get? Is your manufacturing company in the states or like in another country?
1: Yeah. So it is in China for these okay. sleeves. So uh, it's just. I mean, the they are good at what they do. Yeah. So um, you know, I some of them I do some shorts now and some of uh some of my shorts range is, is manufactured here because i sort of wanted to have a bit more control over it but for the knee sleeves it is out of china yeah
0: yeah so how was the how was the communicate like how was the first part of the communication between you and the company like
1: yeah they're, i mean honestly everyone speaks english yeah. so uh some better than others mm-hmm. so you uh you you need to be very clear about what you want and i guess uh, there, there wasn't so much communication issues. It was more about uh, me not knowing what I didn't know and things that you assumed would, would happen or features that you assumed would be there that weren't there or were changed or, you know, just things like that. So, so you learn as you go along that you need to specify X, Y, Z and if you don't specify it, it may come you may get something different. And yeah, it, I can't blame anybody else for that. It was just me not understanding that that was a thing and I needed to be specific about that thing. Uh, and so, and, yeah, so it's just about that. And, and then it's learning what quantities you can order and how much you can push it because when you're a small business, you sort of, you know, there's an investment. That you may need to make up front, mm-hmm. but you trying to try and minimise that as much as possible. But when you are starting out, like you don't have a website, you don't have uh, a presence that you can direct someone to. So now, if I want to add a new product in, like I can, I have a website, I have customers, they can see that I'm established. Like there's no uh, concern that I'm not a legitimate business that is genuinely going to order products. So that's the hard part at the beginning. That yeah, you no. Know, I don't. Know, in Australia, we use the term "tie kicker." I don't know if, if it's a thing if you use never heard of it in the United States, but <laughs> it's basically a, someone who's like window shopping. They're oh, just okay. walking around and they have no intention of actually buying, but they they're using up your time and you know and or wasting your time and never going to buy. And so I knew I was going to buy, and I was serious. But in the beginning, it was hard to find people to really take uh, to really um, you know give give you the time of day to really you know, go forward and. Finding that right supplier is, you yeah, know, is key. So yeah, um, and then making sure that that continues and product quality continues and things like that. So, um, so yeah, you learn as you go, and uh, I haven't had any. I've had mistakes, uh, but nothing, you know, no, no major, major ones, Yeah. So
0: that's good so what what made you design like the like the nieces that i have like the ice cream cone with the skull on it and you have like the sharks you have the flamingos like how did how do all those designs come about
1: yeah so that's uh me uh i guess doing all that like thinking about what do i think uh well one what would i like like so again i i imagine myself as my own customer and obviously there are sort of male and female but i just like fun i like colors so i like colors i like prints i like stuff that's fun so we really want to design things that stand out that are uh, just a little bit different so the skull ice cream cones is probably like our most one of our most popular yeah Um, probably the unicorns are the most popular they're probably the the skull ice creams of the second like i just love that print um from the beginning it's I have it on, we have it on shirts now, like shorts, like it's just, it's just fun and it's just, it's not, um, so I didn't, so let me take us away. I didn't want to have a very, I didn't want to have an aggressive brand. Yeah. So I'm not an aggressive person, I'm not somebody that wants to have like, um, I don't know, there are some bands, particularly in the weightlifting area that are quite aggressive and that's that's not what I am and that's not to say that's not for other people but that's not for me. So I wanted something that was... Maybe a little bit edgy and fun, but not you know super aggressive. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we had the sharks and we had uh, flamingos and pineapples and just fun stuff that people would like that would be a talking point and that obviously when you are a new business, like it needs to stand out and be different to the market. Like there's no, you know, if you want black knee sleeves, you can just go on Amazon and buy black knee sleeves. Yeah. Like, go for it. That's not what I'm about. So. Um, You know that's and that's a position I've I've made because we want something different and I understand that there will be people that don't want that like some people just want plain they just want to blend in and they want a pair that goes with everything and, mm-hmm. and they're not going to buy from us so yeah having said that we did put black on the inside of a lot of uh, the knee sleeves I've gone away from that now now I do another print on the inside so we have them reversible but with two prints just because I think. Uh, I guess reinforcing that we're just about fun and prints and you know, yeah. just have fun with it, and yeah, you, know, you don't you're not wearing
0: them all day, every day, and just you know, <laughs> put them on the train and take them off. So, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. My so like I, the t-shirt company that I have, I wanted to kind of keep it simple a little bit, but I didn't want to be like, oh, my grandmother snatches more than you. Like I didn't want those sayings on it. I wanted like something yeah. like you know simple, like nothing, yeah. cra- nothing crazy yet. I mean, I did. I've done t- I've done tie-dye shirts like custom-made ones, but that was an absolute nightmare, it just took forever. But yes. I mean, I, I, it's, a, it's a big learning experience. So what other yeah. learning experiences have you gotten from from starting this company?
1: Uh, so we've had some uh, technical issues, I guess, with product, with like the wrist straps. I had a, a batch that just were unraveling like the Velcro with mm-hmm. the stitching just wasn't properly stitched, so we just have a bunch of, of that happen. Um, Uh, That's a big one, and then some where we had like wrist wraps are supposed to be left, left and a right. Like it's very just a subtle change with the position of the elastic thumb loop, so Mm. you can put them on easily. And like I've got a batch that were like all lefts or all rights and things like that that you just have to sort of and yeah, I didn't I didn't realize straight away. So you start to get some people that mention it, and then so I so I have had a few things from a customer service perspective, but we. As a business, like I, customer service is one of the things I really work hard on. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, it, the business is me. Like I do everything. So if people DM me on Instagram, it's me. I'm doing the emails. Um, I so I process the orders and, and do everything like that. So we, you know, I write thank you cards to people when they place an order because you know it is it's a big difference. To, it's it's me. It's my order. Oh and, yeah. uh, and I try and ship everything out basically the same day. Or if it comes in, the order comes in after sort two or three o'clock, it'll go the next day. Like we ship things out as quickly as we can. Um, and if we do have a mistake, like uh, or or a product issue, like I had just no hesitation. We send a replacement like immediately. Or if we you know we can give them something else if they don't want it, or a refund if you know they're just not happy and they just don't like something for any reason we'll just refund and, and mm-hmm. you know i just i want people to be happy and unfortunately mistakes do happen and issues do happen but i work really hard to try and fix those and um you know immediately without any issues and same with shipping like you know packages get lost and even if it was says it was delivered and it can't find it like i'll just send it again like i don't you know i don't I, I for me it's a cost of business. Yep. I ship things out, things get lost. It's not the customer's fault. It's not my fault either. But we just send it again and, and we move on. So, um, so yeah. So we work really hard on that, and I think that's the personal touch, I guess, that you don't always get when something is shipped out of a large warehouse by just uh, an employee. I
0: yeah. Guess. So, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So, um, when when did you realize like after like. When did you realize, even through with like social media, did it start like getting bigger?
1: Um. So yeah, it's always funny with a, uh when you start a business because you, you you launch and it's a big deal and you and you start wondering, okay, hey, when am I going to get the first order that isn't a family member or a friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I
1: mean, it's great. People, you need family and friends to get behind you, and you need your friends to wear, like in my case, you need them to wear their knee sleeves at the gym and take a photo and all that stuff. But that first order from a stranger is like the milestone. So, uh, and I was pretty lucky. I got that first order like very quickly. Um, And I worked pretty hard. I guess Instagram is has been great for me, like, and I think great for a lot of businesses. So Mm -hmm. you can hashtag and. uh, But even in the beginning, you know, you've got two hundred followers. Like, who's going to order from a business that has two hundred followers? Yeah. But, But people do. Like, I think if you're transparent and um and you know say that you're new and 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 as long as people have confidence that um it's legitimate and that if they give you some money that they're going to get something for it um then it comes true so yeah so you know that happens and then it sort of it grew reasonably quickly like um that first year I did a lot better than I expected to do so and then um then I relocated to the United States, so I moved the business um, from Canada to the US. So uh, not a huge deal, but I guess some of my Canadian customers they get impacted because now it's shipping out of the US, yeah, and it's in US dollars, and so that was a little bit of a, a challenge. But um, but yeah, it just started to grow from there and do events and keep pushing on Instagram and keep. Uh, just taking away and uh, have a good product that people are happy with from a customer service perspective as well and then people see them and tell their friends and then it just, you know, you just have to uh, be patient, I, I guess, and sort of grow from there. So I haven't, um, I don't have, we don't have any debt and I don't have any investors. It's, it's all, you know, bootstrapped, self-funded, so yeah. Um, growth
0: so yeah which is what I wanted to do so so uh, what so do you do like ever like do you like fall seasons or anything like that and if you do like how far how early do you start like the fall or winter or like spring or summer seasons yeah
1: so uh, I don't with the with the accessories I haven't done a structured sort of release through seasons Um it's it is now that I, so about oh, I guess it was a year ago I went into apparel like um, so, shirts and now shorts for, you know, gym shorts for ladies specifically. Um, so, with, the, in that world, it's much more about seasons and uh, holidays and things like that. So, now, so with the knee sleeves and accessories, uh, I was, I had a fair idea in my head of what I wanted to do and what the next print was going to be. Mm-hmm. I do get feedback from customers, like people will ask, you know, do you have a dog print? Do you have a wine print? Do you have this? Do you have that? And and I love the feedback because I listen to it all, like, yeah. and I do take it on board. You can't, you know, do everything because you need to. When you're a small business, you need to produce something that, you know, you, a, a lot of people will, will buy. So, uh, but I do, you know, I do listen to it, and it is useful for to get the feedback. So, but yeah, it leaves it's more. Um, sometimes I look at the range that I've got. So my last, the last uh, batch of sleeves I released is a like a cyborg, like a black and white um, sort of robot, sort of Terminator type print. And mm-hmm. on the inside is like a comic book print. Now I, I did that one because I didn't actually have a more a black and white slightly more subdued print that I know some people like so it's still really fun and colorful on the inside on the reverse side but the outside it's sort of you know sort of more neutral colors which you know some customers do like so yeah so that's sort of what I did with that just because I saw that I had a gap in my range that I needed to sort of fill and some of it is just restocking so like my I've got a unicorn galaxy pair of knee sleeves that has like a it's unicorns on one side and like a, a rainbow galaxy on the other and this is like our th- third or fourth restock of the, of the unicorns because they have like by far been our yeah. most popular print so that one is like even when I say okay well I'm not going to release it again I just keep getting emails and messages going are they coming back are they coming back so I'm like okay I have to keep selling these yeah,
0: they are. They are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do like them. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, um, do you do like any influencing marketing or anything like that like give like free product to influencers or how, how have you guys like what have you guys done for promoting? Yeah. It? So I, uh,
1: that's sort of still on my evolving to do list. Uh, I haven't done anything formally with. Uh, having ambassadors and things like that, ambassador program, it is something, I, it was on my list of things to do this year and then COVID happened and it's still on my list.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do uh, give product to influencers, so sometimes I'll, they'll contact me or I've contacted them and uh, we do uh, give product to to various athletes or people to use, so, so yes, we do do that. It's not a formal structured program at the moment, but uh, we do some of that, yes
0: okay very cool so do you so do you have your shirts are they screen printed or do they are they heat pressed or do you do any of it or what's what's the process with that
1: yeah so that's evolving so when I started um I I was yeah it was for me doing it all just because uh and I you probably know yourself just because you like something doesn't mean like other people are going to like it yeah so uh you don't want to go out and buy a thousand shirts and then discover that uh you were the one person in the world that liked it mm-hmm. so I was really exploring sort of to sync. So so it's Heat Press uh, and me doing it. And that's evolving now that I've um, got more confident in terms of what people like and what direction we want to go in in terms of uh, product range. But there's still a bit of testing involved. So like today, I've just been working on Halloween-themed prints and just trying to uh, do some design work on some of those to see, you know, uh, what to do there, like how much, you know, how how much fun to have with some of that stuff. So, and I, I guess it's probably representative of myself as well. Some days I just, you know, just want to wear a plain shirt and nothing mm-hmm. on it. And other, other days you want to have words on it. So I get, have this sort of, uh, sort of argument in my head about what are we? Are we doing prints with words and fun or are we playing? Like, so, but it's evolving and and I think you can be both. Yeah, so We have both. So, um, so yeah, so it, that's, uh, that's evolving as we speak actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've, I've done testing as well. Like when when the first season of uh, Stranger Things came out, I actually designed a shirt that said Diabetic Things with the logo. And right. I I wore it and everyone loved it, but like no one bought it on the website. And I'm like, yes, yes. I thought, I'm like, oh man, this is going to kill. I'm going to make get so many <laughs> orders. And yes. no one even, like I maybe had like, I think like five people order a, get a shirt, and I'm like sitting there like what what the heck happened? And then I had another yeah. one. I, then I had another one. It was like it said animal on insulin since like it's a diabetes theme. And it had like a scratch mark. I was like oh this is gonna kill. No one bought one. No, one. I'm like <laughs> yeah. sitting there like okay, well I mean and it's good to test and see what the market actually really wants. Yeah, well, and
1: that's the thing with feedback as well. It's it's really like lots of people say you should do this, you should do this. It's yeah. like Okay. Are you gonna give me money for that? Yeah. Like it's all well and good to tell me that you'd want that. But for somebody to then turn around and open their wallet and actually give hand over some dollars for whatever they've asked for, like there's a big there's a difference between wanting something and paying for it and you've you really gotta be confident that somebody is actually gonna pay for it and they're gonna pay, you know, a market appropriate rate for it, not five dollars or you know, whatever. Yeah. So so yeah, and it's it's hard because people are different. People have different tastes and and you, it is hard when you, when it's your business, and you you do take things personally. But you still have to step back and and say, well, not everyone's going to like this, and you've mm-hmm. got to be okay with that. Uh, but you still want to, you still have to make a business out of it, and uh, you don't want to have a hundred, you know, shirts on a shelf that nobody's going to buy.
0: Yeah. So do you do you like show designs on your stories at all to like kind of like do you have a test? Be like, hey, what do you guys think about this or? You know, yes or no?
1: Yeah, I haven't done that too much. Um, I've, I guess it's still evolving. I think once I get to a point. So now, like even with some of the shorts, like I'm, um, I'm picking up. So we, I've got some a new uh, release coming out next, probably in two weeks time. And all three of those prints are current or past knee sleeve prints that okay. we have that I know are popular. So, um, so so I think. As we sort of evolve and uh, and grow in certain
0: areas, I'll probably do more of that. I haven't done a lot
1: of it yet, so yeah. Yeah, I've That's
0: done sure. it. A, i trusting myself. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. It 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 does. It's interesting of what people think of like your design. Like the, I did a leopard print theme of like it's just a yeah. type of lipping and it's leopard print and the backs a leopard print and um. The logo was all leopard print too, and I showed it. I'm like, what do you guys think about this? And like a lot of people didn't like it, but I printed a shirt out, and then everyone loved it. So I'm like, yes. it's super interesting to see that. Yes. So. Well,
1: that's the other thing. You can do something, and I made a shirt, and I, the idea was good in my head, and it was okay on the screen. And then I made it, and I put it on, and I'm like, no, this <laughs> is not. Like, and my husband was like, no. <laughs> so okay, that, that goes that get one
0: straight out next idea so yeah. It's, uh, yeah so do you use Photoshop or Illustrator for your designs at all or just draw it up and then like send it off to somebody for them to do it
1: uh, yeah I have illustrator that I do so I like I don't know I do everything myself yeah um, uh, it's not that I'm a control freak but I like I actually like learning new things and working out how to do things and I I do like having control. That's not – so even with the website, like I want a website that um, if I need to edit something today, like I can do it. Yeah. I don't need to go to somebody else to do that for me So um, because that's important for me as a business that if I need to respond that, you know, coronavirus is affecting shipping times That I want to be able to go onto my website and be able to put an announcement or a banner or something to that effect without mm-hmm. having to wait for somebody else to do it. So So, yeah, I like to – be able to do it for myself, but I also like to learn and, and you know and do different things. And I think that's part of the reason why I like to try my own business because I like the variety. Like I like doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and it keeps life interesting, keeps you know my day interesting. So yeah, so I do. I taught myself Illustrator.
0: Yeah, it's it's difficult. I I learned it in college. So I was a graphic designer in college. So okay. I, You've got uh, an advantage it, there. Yeah, a, a little bit. But uh yeah, I use I've designed all my stuff and I don't use Illustrator. It's all just like Photoshop and I just send it over and then like yeah. they print it out. But um yeah. But yeah, so that that's, that's really cool. I, I mean, so how how long did it take you to learn Illustrator? Uh, I think
1: I just learn on the go. I yeah. want to do this, Google it, look at it. Look at a uh, you know chat room or something and tells you <laughs> how to do it, and then you work it out. So I've always, uh, I still have it in the back of my mind, like I should go through and do these courses. But I,
0: I've just sort of worked it out. So I'm probably not even that good yet, but um, I, I'm good enough to get by. So yeah, don't say yourself short. <laughs> so are you? Do you have any like new products like coming out like more like men's shorts, belts, like weightlifting belts, or like what's kind of in the back burner.
1: Yeah, so the uh the from an apparel perspective, I do have ideas for what I want to do and what I want to do next. Um, it's just a question with uh more ideas than money in the bank, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a small business you just want to do everything but you can't. Um and so yeah, so I would like to do some men's shorts. Crossfit, but he goes to the gym, and I buy all his you know, training clothes. So um, it would be good to you know, have something that uh, you know, for, for that side. So, so I think women, for me, women spend more money than men oh, yeah. in, in this field. Yeah. So uh, I really, I guess, initially started off down that path, and uh, and will probably be down that path for a little while, but hopefully can expand to. Cover some the men's range as well. Lifting belts is an interesting one because I've been asked a lot about it, um, and it's not something I've. uh, It's sort of been in the background, but I've decided not to go down that that path. Um, So, um, and yeah, so now it's just evolving from an accessories perspective. You know, things are there are different things that are you know, um, hip bands and things like that that are evolving and growing. So. Um, there's a few things that I'm just still working through and thinking about to, to see whether it makes sense and um, for the business and what I want to do. So
0: very yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. So yeah. It's st- you know, I don't want to lose focus either. Like I yeah. want you know keep giving out good products that I'm confident in, and you know I want to keep control of that and make sure that we do a good job. So um so yeah, still it's evolving, but you know wait and see. I guess.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So um, what I'm going to say. So with you, with your social media. So when, when do, do you, is it, do you get a lot of people taking pictures with your product on and like send them off to you? Because for me, not a lot of people do like wear like they wear my shirts, but they don't really post it. So like, how do yes. you, how do you yes. get, how do you get your, your group? Yeah. Is,
1: so I do, we do get some of that. I, uh, not as much as i would like. Yeah. honest. Like I wish more people would. Um, so, so yeah. It's just but certainly there's that. Um, and then you know, I have some friends, I guess, who have products, and I, I can you know get them to do some things for me as well. Um, but mostly, I mean, the as as you grow and you sell more, and um, people do tag you and use it, and it's it's about encouraging people to do it as well. I yeah. think, and I can probably do a bit better job of that. That's something. I need to do more of is just encouraging people to do it um to tag you and i think um probably uh, gonna say? with clothing people maybe do it more but um but i think it does evolve as well so the more you put user generated content on your you know real life people on your feed which is what i want to do the more people that follow you see that and go okay they use this stuff so yeah you know, you'll get a shout out so um, so it just it does sort of evolve. So I'm trying to do a little bit more of it, actually. So, um, and at the same time, we've got to keep it interesting and see different people using stuff. Like I really, um, I want to show diversity in body types that mm-hmm. you know, use products, and whether that's shorts or knee sleeves, you know, whether it's an extra small or an extra large. Like we want to see everybody on there. Yeah. And, uh, and it's good when you know I love it when you know um, different people. Especially people that you know maybe don't look like a fashion model tag you because uh, it shows that it's real life and I'm a real person. It's just regular people using products for gym and it doesn't have to be CrossFit. It can be you know a normal Globo gym or just you know walking at home. Like um, you know I've got customers that have used knee sleeves for skiing and just walking and yeah running and all that sort of stuff because if you need the support with your knees,
0: you know that support's helpful, so, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, because I, I really, for me, I really don't want to keep on posting myself doing lifts all the time. I'd rather have my, you know, because it's Other like... People. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. I'm like, I, I would love, like, I'm all in for posting my, like, the people that bought, bought, like, my product all the time, but it's just like I don't have enough people to post so it's mainly just me doing, like, these heavy lifts or like just something weird or whatever. Yes, so,
1: yes. Well, I mean, I, I, I feature quite heavily on some of our, you know, as a model, yeah. in a lot of our range because, um, you know, and more heavily than I would like, to mm-hmm. be honest. But, uh, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, you know, I guess I, I, in the beginning, I, I just, I, I don't, I didn't want to be the face of a business, but I guess I learned that, um, it's actually okay and that yeah. it actually gives a lot of people like that like that they like to see that it is a small business and a real person and and it is a real person like when um you know somebody something goes wrong like I feel bad that you you know I've packed something wrong or there was a failure with the product or something like that so um so yeah so I've got a bit more comfortable but like you I don't, I don't you know want to be on every single yeah <laughs> we want possible
0: yeah no I hear so so we're almost done with the podcast so I have I have three questions for you so the first one is what what are your goals for next like till the end of the year and next year for Liberte Lifestyle Uh,
1: so this year I just want to um, I've got I've got finishing off with a few more sort of shorts releases and things so I've just really been pushing into that area our Five inch shorts, which are a little bit longer, I've been going really, really well. I've been, I've been so happy with the product, and the customers are so happy with the product. So I'm just continuing to release some new versions of those, and uh, just end the year strong, I guess, with um, Halloween coming and then Black Friday and the, the holiday season. So just really sort of finish off strongly and get get through the year get through the school year my children started back at school (laughs) two days a week this week yeah i'm 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 teacher on two and a half days a week so so it's really sort of yeah get through and healthy and just hopefully have a strong year with some of the new products that i've got and uh maybe do some events i might sort of yeah, it's hard to get my head around what's happening with CrossFit events at the moment mm-hmm. and whether we should go or not and um so yeah so we'll see how that goes but then hopefully 2021 is I can keep expanding and do some new things and uh, keep growing the business and uh yeah and hopefully have a more normal year like this year couldn't be as weird yeah. <laughs> just strange I mm-hmm. guess so um yeah just keep growing I don't I don't really have I mean I have goals but I don't really have I, I'm, I'm comfortable with things sort of evolving and just sort of seeing where things lead especially as a small business I think it's really hard to predict yeah. what's going to happen what's going to take off when's going to be a tipping point so I'm really just focused on uh, you know the, the day-to-day having a good product good ser- customer service and then things will you know will, mm-hmm. will go from there um, yeah
0: So So did you did you notice people buying a little bit more during the uh, pandemic? Like you know, since they're in lockdown. Yeah,
1: so there's been I certainly haven't had uh, a decline in sales or anything, which is good. So I mean, I'm not selling dumbbells and things like that, so I haven't had the explosive growth that that has seen. But um, but yeah, I've been lucky that being a home like based business, like I haven't been impacted. I was business as usual from. You yeah, from the get go, so I was really lucky from
0: that perspective, and um, you know, it's just worked out quite well. So nice, yeah. very cool. So, do you have a favorite book that you like to read about? Like, you know, maybe to help your business out, or just like something that you read once in a while just to you know look back yeah, on. So
1: the Book, actually, the book that I guess was a bit of a catalyst for uh, starting the business was the Four Hour Work Week. Okay. Um, so that I sort of read that, and you know, that was about um, you know, it had a lot of information about starting a business and being smart about starting a business. Now, I didn't follow it completely, but it was very thought provoking for me. So that was, um, yeah, that was a good book for me to, to get into. But I probably should read it again, actually. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, I I haven't read that book. I'm looking actually to get back. At, I'm looking to, I have like a whole list of books i want to read it's just yes. just getting time yes. to do it unfortunately i know that
1: question it always makes me think oh no I, I don't read as often as i shorten it at, at the beginning of every year i'm not going to read a book a month at least and yeah yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah like
0: a, a while back i was on a tear of like two books a month so i like that was just yeah then i had the sec. then we had the second child a second kid and that just went right out the window so so yeah, I, was like, I think it. it
1: is a lot about habit. Like if you, you, you start that habit of you know, you know reading each night or whatever, but yeah, I've certainly got out of that habit,
0: and I, I need to find some time and do it again. Yeah. All right. Well, and then the last question. So, what would you tell a person that's trying to get into the clothing space? What to expect? Um. So I honestly.
1: I never thought I would go into apparel because I always uh and that you know I didn't ever want to be in but I think there is space for for smaller people and even I had a review the other day that said this particular person was sort of disillusioned with the big brands and they were producing products that just weren't up to standard and so they were looking at sort of smaller brands and I've seen some examples of smaller brands that have done quite well so um I think it's it's hard. It's hard to to establish your name and you know get your sales and to keep going. Like you know, there's a lot of statistics about businesses that fail within the first year or five years. Mm-hmm. So, but if you believe in your product and it's a good one, uh, and and you know, quality is critical. I think like no one's someone might buy something the first time, you know, because they don't know what it's like they certainly won't come back and buy it a second or a third time if you know the quality of the products not what they expected so, yeah um so that's my i guess advice is just you know make sure you know who your customer is and in my case it's you know people who are gym and what what they're looking for in their product and make sure that the product you you get um can deliver that and but it is it's it is hard it's and you, but you've got to back yourself as well you've got to trust what you're doing and stick at it because you never quite know when you know that sales is going to come or that turning point is going to come or mm-hmm. that person that you know influences going to pick it up and run with it so yeah you just have a good idea know what you're doing and just have a go I guess and you never know and and if you fail you fail if you don't great
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well well, thank you very much for being on the podcast I it truly means a lot for me That's to great. you know have you you know take the time to talk with me for an hour so thank you very much for doing this
1: no
0: problem at all thank you very much for having uh, me hopefully it was interesting it, it was it was all right <laughs>